bollocks. Hello and welcome back to Unclassical. Hello everyone, it has been a minute. It, it has been several. Yeah, yeah, it has, it has. Um, we released on Patreon that um, it, it August got a little bit crazy, it got a bit expensive, for both of us. <laughs> to get a little expensive. God fucking hell, Katie had flight dramas, um, um, passport dramas, um, all the dramas, none of the llamas. And, Not even one llama. And I had MOT strife. So if you want to give us money, oh please. I am also hungover. My name is Marshall. Welcome to Unclassical. I did not get the demo, guys. <laughs> this was a musical episode. Um, I forgot my music notes. <laughs> I'm hanging. But I am here for this. So what we're going to do, guys, is we're going to yell lots this episode. Yeah. And like just... <laughs> Screech, you hit those high notes. I'm literally holding my head in my hands already. Really funny. <laughs> um, so, to catch you up, as it has been several... And to catch minutes. me up, please. And to catch me up, Yeah, God. <laughs> what, what do we do? Who are we? Um, so, my name's Katie. That's mm. Marsha. We do on Classical, where we read old-time shit. Old-time shit. We're halfway through a book. Yeah. Um, we're halfway through Emma. So, if this is the first time you're hearing of us... Well, go back and listen and yeah, let us guys. know what you heard because I don't like... I can't fucking do everything for you. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you've got to sometimes you've got to do things for yourself. You'll feel better, honestly. <laughs> I like you actually like, properly turn to the mic and like address it. Like <laughs> you've got to do this yourself, Mike. Come on. This is on you. <laughs> like, Jesus, I can't spell it out anymore. Yeah. Anyway, so where were we last time? I know I've just listened to you listening to a recap. I've instantly forgotten. So <laughs> Emma is a posh rich girl. She has a mate called Harriet who she's basically trying to recreate to marry off rich. Uh, she tried to set Harriet up with the vicar. Vicar thought she that he mm. that she was that, that they were vibing him and Emma. It was a very awkward. Yeah, the vicar fancies Emma. Thought they were vibing when Emma was trying to set her him up with her mate Harriet. Harriet. Yeah. So he got butt hurt as runoff and is now engaged to someone else. We don't really know much about oh, her. At I this forgot point. that. Yeah. Um, Rebound much. We haven't met her yet, have we? No. Um, so. Cool, because she's fun. Um, and Emma has just met her friend's husband's son, um, who is, there's kind of like a sly, no one's really saying it, but like if Emma were to marry, everyone's kind of like, it'd be Frank. Yeah. Um, so she's finally met him, and yes. he is just jolliness. He's a happy-go-lucky bloke. He's, he's, he's banter. He's there for a long time. Uh, sorry, he's there for a short time, not a long time. A good, good time. time. Not a long time. Gosh, it's going to be long, guys. Um, so, yeah. So, so yeah. Frank Churchill's all merriment and evidently loves Highbury, which is the place they live yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. He's like a puppy, like yeah. everything is just all like, this is fantastic, I really want to go and do this because it's just great. And you're like, Aww. you're cute. Um, and everything about it, despite not having grown up there, he's always referring to it as his home, which is nice for his da. Yeah. Um, so they meet up and it all goes swimmingly. Uh, next day, um, he calls again with Mrs. Weston, who is Emma's mate, um, who was her governess and then married. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. so yep. it's his mother, stepmother kind of vibe. She married his da? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, stepmom kind of vibe. Yeah. Um, and they all go for a walk. <laughs> yeah. Frank, Frank has mentioned visiting the Bateses. Do you remember the Bateses? I just remember Motel Bates from Psycho, and I'm guessing that might be a different story. What are you staring at? Is there a ghost? I think your neighbour got home next door, and I heard footsteps and it scared me. Well, it's not allowed. No. Get in your house and stay there! <laughs> you stay there, you fucking freak! Um, so, no, Bates? Who, who are the Bates? 
So Miss Bates is a oh, fr- extremely bell. chatty. Yeah. She's very sweet, very yeah. nice, but a bit simple and mm-hmm. whatnot. Um, and her niece, so her, her sister died and left left a child. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, father abandoned us leaving us flat. <laughs> father sis- abandoned us leaving us flat. <laughs> Sorry, the sister died and left them a child. And yeah. our sister's died abandoning <laughs> But she's being raised by a rich friend. What's the matter with that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, um, Miss Bates, um, and they were, she also has a mum, but she's not really in it. She's just kind of friends with with um, Emma's dad. <laughs> like with benefits. <laughs> <laughs> no, she. Uh, so the the mum, the grandma, she's there, but not really there. Miss um, Bates' niece, Jane Fairfax. So she's born into lower society not low yeah you know like lower middle class i mean not like size. gross but like not they like still us. have servants <laughs> yeah um but she's not like Amar. yeah um but she was raised by family friends so she's got the education and like the class and the, mm. like all of that that emma has and she's extremely well accomplished like so she really made full use of her education everything she's an extremely good pianist and emma has always been a little bit jealous because everyone's like oh you you're the same age you should be best friends by the way have you heard jane's latest on the piano forte mm. it's just a dive <laughs> <laughs> um so emma doesn't like really dad like with coral yeah coral, can do one. <laughs> coral is our dad's friend's daughter and coral's so smart coral's so Michelle! Carl went came on a bike ride and left us all flat. You can do that one. Fuck off. Carl's a doctor. She's earning so much. Carl played ice hockey for England. Carl also got caught stealing. <laughs> I'm th- Katie, they won't listen. Katie just mouths Coral got she said Coral got caught stealing and then got kicked off the ice hockey team. Maybe she shouldn't be in there. Um and Katie never got caught. <laughs> I've said in front of mum and dad that you're a little thief and it it just it's so far out of like their realm of acceptance they just don't even respond they're just like Katie's lovely (laughs) negative criticism of me just bounces off yeah literally I think once you were wearing the earrings and I was like you stole those mum and dad just like oh Katie (laughs) from real people (laughs) count when it's from (laughs) corporations such a thing Still from your friends. Now that's me. They Won't miss do it. Would Tesco would ever miss it? Do what? They could say what they want me to take their stuff and pay their fucking taxes. They're the mm. real thieves. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Policeman, this was all a little drama bit. I don't steal. <laughs> that was I don't prove it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking prove it. <laughs> Won't prove it. Um anyway. Uh, I don't steal. <laughs> uh, so yeah they all they met up it all went well um, and yeah so he calls again the next morning um, they're all going for a walk and they're going to the Bateses um, Jane is staying there she normally stays with her rich family yeah family friends but she's all set once she like comes of age it's, mm. the kind of idea was oh she's going to marry well um, all go into service all go into and service and she ain't got hobby yet servitude for you yeah Anyway, so Frank has mentioned visiting the Bateses, um, had mentioned that he wanted to visit the Bateses the day before as they passed their house. Emma asks him how the visit went and what he thinks of, of Jane Fairfax. I think she's a dick. Does he give me like a fancier? I don't know. Let's yeah. see. I don't know. You should fucking wait a minute, all right? give me a minute for a fucking pay? <laughs> figure it out together, what? <laughs> fucking no. And how did you think Miss Fairfax looking? Ill, very ill. Nice. That is, if a young lady can ever be allowed to look ill, allowed. Allowed, yeah. Mm. I look fucking ill. It's not allowed. <laughs> it's not allowed. Lady. Oh, I guess I look hot then. Yeah. You? I mean, if you if you're a man, you'd be allowed, but yeah. a lady, 
Forbidden. Forbidden. Um, but the expression is hardly admissible, Mrs. Weston, is it? Ladies can never look ill. And seriously, Miss Fairfax is naturally so pale as almost always to give the appearance of ill health. A most deplorable want of complexion. Wow. Deplorable want of complexion. Why is he being a dick? <sighs> Emma would not agree to this and began a warm defence of Miss Fairfax's complexion. It was certainly never brilliant, but she would not allow her to have a sickly hue in general, and there was a softness and delicacy in her skin which gave particular elegance to the character of her face. He listened with all due dif- um, difference, acknowledged... Um, so it was a really loud dog outside. Yeah, Calm I like, down. I was like, are you in here? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so I can't always hear that dog, but it wakes Becky up all the time. And she's like, I like dogs, but shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love my boyfriend, but mm. man, he was annoying last night. <laughs> he didn't snore. He went. And you have to fucking kill them. I literally got to point. I was like, "Please, James." What? Oh, sorry, I didn't know to wake you. But no, you defense, won't me. Shut up. Yeah, in, in your defence, he fucking started it. Yeah, it's <laughs> just like even snoring. What are you doing? Just leave your mouth open, you freak. I was chatting to someone the other day that um, actually works for the Canadian government, and um, they like said, "Oh, you've got two jobs," and I was like, "Yeah, I've got two jobs because um, our government made some questionable choices," and um, he was like, um, "Oh, slating the government already? I like it," and I was like, "Well, to be fair, they really did start it. <laughs> <laughs> they really did. Yeah, they really did. They really did. <laughs> this is a complete tangent. But do you know what yeah. my job is at the moment? It's I, I, d- I didn't know if it was to them or me, and I just couldn't compute. And I just did the from Simon in the in between us. <laughs> <laughs> so I work in a college, and um, I work with the students. So at the moment, it's enrolment. So they've just put me on like to help out with stuff. And my job at the moment is education is free until you're eighteen, and college is sixteen to eighteen. And my job at the moment is sitting in a room and as they come through being like, would you like to pay for your courses? <gasps> yeah. What? Who's paying? Most of them. Why? It's The thing is, they they don't have to pay. It's so just why are they? encouraged and recommended. Why? Because... I know obviously like why, because they want money because no one's got any money. But, but what is the... Added benefit to them paying? Nothing. Um, sometimes courses are like, no, you have to pay because it means you can have this special textbook. Um, but most of them, it's just sort of like to cover printing costs for like handouts and shit yeah. throughout the year. <laughs> and it's like, they're different amounts. Like, the, I think the lowest one is 15 quid for the year. Yeah. So it's not, but they add up because obviously you have like several Sorry. courses. Just taking my top off. <laughs> um, but yeah, so most of them are over £100 per transaction. Per transaction. Per person. Like. Oh. <laughs> you, the Katie, they're people per transaction. Like, you work in a shop. <laughs> You're not a fucking transaction. <laughs> I was like, they're students. You can't call them transactions. Apparently that's what we fucking are now. Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't realise I was thinking. Like, I got given a piece of paper, like, no. with all the courses on it and the costs. And I just remember sat there, it's like... <gasps> That is really not okay. I know. I mean, most people have been like, oh, yeah, I'll pay it. Like, most people... I mean, you always had to, like, buy your own textbooks and stuff. Doesn't even cover that. This is fucking disgusting. Sorry, if you can hear clacking, guys, I'm putting some tiger balm on my shoulders. Carry on. Literally, like, to everyone who comes to me, I'm like, you don't have to pay these. It's if you want to. 
you don't have to pay today either. You don't have to pay. And yeah, they're like, oh, don't I'll just pay. do it. And they sit down. I'm like, no. And then we have to be like, this is... I feel this is like taking advantage of vulnerable people because they're young. Oh, no, we only do it to the parents. Oh. Okay, well, I still don't like it. I don't like it either. <laughs> no, it's funny because sometimes like, kids do come through on their own and we're like, are you on your own? And they're like, yeah, and I'm like, just go straight through. And they're like, what is this? And I was like, it's course costs, costs, don't worry about it. And they're like, no, I want to pay them. And I'm like, no, you don't. You really don't worry about it. And like, no, I, I want to pay them. And I'm like, is paying for stuff cool now? Did I miss something? <laughs> I don't know. I only had one student do that. Like, I didn't have any single students do these, like on their own students mm. do. That. I had one student who was like insistent that he wanted to pay for his thing. Actually, no, I had two. Um, mm. And I, there's like a voluntary donation thing you can make to the college. And no. I just refused. I was like, I'm not going to put that through. No. Because no. Um, and then another one who was like, I want to pay. And I was like, you haven't been. Con-. And so he gave me his like receipt thing. And I was like, yeah. well, you haven't been confirmed any courses yet, have you? He was like, no. And I was like, so I can't actually do you anything because. <laughs> yeah. You don't, like, even, don't even go here. Like, uh, according to this, you owe, well, you owe just over the £15 donation, which I'm not going to charge you for because it's stupid. On your way, sweetie. Yeah, off your pop. <laughs> off your pop. But yeah, what the fuck? Free That's... education, but no, no. average thirty quid per course. Fucking disgusting. Fucking apprenticeships. What you get paid for them as well? What? No, no. Apprenticeships piss me off as well, just because it's it's so little money. It's eight grand a year. Yeah. Like average. It's four pounds fifteen an yeah. hour. It's disgusting. And they're like, you can live on that, and I'm like. No. No, I fucking can't. No one can live on that. No. Fuck you. And then a lot of the time, a lot of apprenticeships, they're like, oh, we actually can't. Um, You're meant to have uh, 20, not 20 hours a week, 20% of your, well, at least for hairdressing, you're meant to have 20% of your time dedicated to um, study. Yeah. <sighs> Good luck. Yeah, literally. No. Fuck, fuck all of you. Fucking done with it. Let's get back to Emma. <laughs> yeah. Emma didn't have to worry about jobs and money because mm. she was a rich bitch. <laughs> That's what we like. Anyway, rich bitch. They were bitching about Jane Fairfax. <laughs> so she's just going on about how beautiful she is. He listened with all due difference, acknowledged that he had heard many people say the same, but yet he must confess that to him nothing could make amends for want of a fine glow of health. Where features were indifferent, a fine complexion gave beauty to them, gave beauty to them all, and where they were good, the effect was, fortunately, he need not attempt to describe what the effect was. Well, what? Should ever the effect on the effect on the effect on the effect. Don't need to describe the effect. Jane Austen, it, did you not get paid many compliments? Nice. <laughs> and he described that a beautiful effect on an effect was an effect and he wouldn't describe it. Yeah, but okay. 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 Can, you can you just give me a compliment so I know what it feels like? No. <laughs> well, said Emma, there's no disputing about taste. At least you admire her, ex- except, admire her except her complexion. He shook his head and laughed. I cannot spare Miss Fairfax and her complexion. Uh, sorry, I cannot separate Miss Fairfax and her complexion. Well, to be fair, yeah, that'd be a bit weird. Just <laughs> <laughs> ripping. Her, <laughs> ripped her limb from limb. Ripped her skin from skin. <laughs> <laughs> you skinned my friend. Wow, you want me to separate her? She's not your friend. You don't like her. Oh, yeah. That's oh, true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, the <laughs> oh, yeah. Can we just remember the main reason that why Emma doesn't like her? Because she wouldn't dish the dirt on um, Frank oh, Churchill. Just yeah. like, and Emma could not forgive this. Like, So what's he like? Is he nice? Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. got nice manners. Yeah, like, he's, he's around. Like, and d- d- is he handsome? Most people would say he's pleasing. Yeah. Spill the dirt, Literally, like, sister. Just, like, pissed, like, mm. I came all this way to hang out with you, and you won't even give me any good gossip? <laughs> hey, you! <Fuck. laughs> to be fair, Jay, I mean, I'm split with Jay. You'll see more as we go on. 
But like a part of me, I just feel very sorry for her because she has to deal with so many annoying people around her. So I just yeah. get the idea that she's just completely zoned out. She's like, I'm not meditating, I'm murdering. Yeah. Um, but also I'm like, you are annoying and boring. Yeah. yeah. You are very vanilla. Um, anyway. Did you see her often at Weymouth? Were you often in the same society? At this moment, they were... a lot of questions. They were approaching Ford's, and he hastily exclaimed, Ha! This must be the very shop that everybody attends every day of their lives. As my father informs me, he comes to Highbury himself. He says six days out of the seven, and he always has business at Ford's. If it be not inconvenient to you, pray let us go in, that I may prove myself to belong to the place to be a true citizen of Highbury. I must buy something at Ford's. It will be taken out of my freedom. I dare say that they sell gloves. (laughs) Right. Great. He is a puppy, though, isn't he? Just delighted with everything, but also. Oh, I hope they sell gloves. I hope they sell gloves. Mm. Um, also, random, mm. like, insert of conversation. And oh, look, it's the shop! <laughs> Someone's could got ADHD. ADHD, or could it be avoiding things? A question. Oh. Anyway, so they talk about Jane's fantastic music ability and Mr. Dixon, her sister friends now. So. She was raised by her family friends who also had a daughter, so she's kind of been raised with her. But you will inherit nothing, Jane. We love you. But no. <laughs> but no. Uh, <laughs> it is not for you, poor child. It is not for you, it is for our child. <laughs> but they're like raised completely equally, but now it's like there is like no a money for you. <laughs> no money for you, Jane. <laughs> you will die in the street. You must die because you are gross. You are gross and poor, and it's ugly. Don't <laughs> <laughs> get on our shoes, Jane. <laughs> you now repeat after me, Jane. You are deformed. I am deformed. And you are ugly. This is exactly what her and her sister friend were doing. Their whole childhood. <laughs> <laughs> you can imagine the parents like looking in like, I think we should include Jane in the, in the inheritance. This is weird. And this is weird. This is weird. <laughs> and I am ugly. Also, I mean, her friend is completely set. Like she marries well. Like she's set to inherit loads. Like she's not wanting for anything. Mm. I obviously I don't know how much they're getting, but. If I adopted a baby and I had I'm gonna my fuck own... you over when you grow up. <laughs> fully, you'd be like, no, I'm spitting the fortune. Yeah. And if my... Honestly, it's a fortune, you can't. Fully. I didn't I mean I don't think it's a fortune fortune. I don't think they're like they're not like Mr. Darcy Rich. Okay, they're but well still... off. And also, she's married well. She she's really like you like Can't you share? Can't you share? <laughs> fully! Like a little part of me. No, full big part of me. Like well, I don't split the money from day one. Like they yeah. I was like do you remember no. when um, we found that Grandma had like was it the bonds thing for me, Naomi, and Rachel? Yeah. And um, so there's five of us. So um, Katie and Tom, the younger ones, just Grandma wasn't doing bond shit by the time they came she along. She forgot. Uh, <laughs> but I obviously, like I wasn't fine with it. <laughs> yeah. um, but obviously, it was money for the grandchildren as a collective. So, um, so we, we were like, <laughs> so I was like, we'll cash them in and split. Them. Uh, and uh, older sister didn't want to split. She did in the end, but she was like, "It's. I mean, it's not theirs. It's not in their name." I was like, "Dude, split the." F-. And it wasn't like crazy money. I think we ended up with like a couple of hundred each. Mm. Like, you know, it wasn't loads. And then she fucked up the maths, and then I like ended up with like loads more money than everyone else. And I was like, "I mean, if you want to do maths like that, or should we actually do like maths?" <laughs> like, I mean, sure, that works great for me. Yeah, but uh, no, let's actually do some maths, okay? <laughs> yeah. Rude. But anyway, so yeah, that's what this family is literally like, but it's not actually her money, so she can get fucked. It's not her dicks. name on the Such paperwork. Dicks. <laughs> Ironically, her sister friend married a man named Dixon, um, which is now her husband's uh wait, I read that wrong. Her not her husband's 
Jane's sister friend. Yeah. Husband. But um, he really, really, really loved Jane's music. Oh. To the point that he'd be like, you know, in them days, if like, you know, a man asked you to sit to the piano, Ugh. it was basically saying like, do you want to tongue me? Ugh. And he'd always be like, Jane, won't you sit at the piano? Instead of his um, wife. Oh! Girlfriend at that point. Because it's basically, really, it's basically like, I prefer your music to hers, but. Music. Music. In this day and age, like, you just wouldn't care, would you? If, like, your, if, like, your partner was like, well, she's actually, like, Good. a prodigy. Yeah. Like, yeah, she is better, let's listen to her. Whereas in those days, it's like, oh no, you request the music of the girl you love. It's like, is he sitting at the piano as well, though? Sometimes. Because that's the bit I find unnecessary. Like, I'm playing, bitch. Move. I think sometimes he's singing along with her. It's like, Stand and sing. I suppose it's a bit sexy, isn't it? Like, yeah. do what you had. Yeah, like, no. If you like my playing, you can sit over there with your wife and you can listen. If you I ordain to play. I am a musician here. Yeah. Why are you sit the fuck down? <laughs> yeah, you sit the fuck down, pal. It's not about you. Maybe. He's like, look, I just want to sing. And my bitch of a wife can't keep time. <laughs> fucking painful <laughs> so, I'm not very good <laughs> to be fair you he just wants to sing <laughs> me <laughs> let me sing <laughs> magical to be fair Bob um, anyway <laughs> back into the book scanning where we got to <laughs> oh, yeah. if you could see someone dive into a book that is pretty much what Katie just did it was a big whole like flamboyant wave that boom into the book <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Emma and Frank are talking about Jane's fantastic music ability and Mr. Dixon. She appeared to me to play, so this is um, Frank, she appeared to me to play well, that is with considerable taste, but uh, I know nothing of the matter myself. I'm excessively fond of music, but without the smallest or right of judging of anybody's performance. Mm. I have been used to hear, I have been used to hear hers admired. I remember one proof mm. of her being thought so, thought to play well. A man, a very musical man, and in love with another woman, engaged to her on the point mm. of marriage, would yet never ask that other woman to sit down to the instrument if the lady in question could sit down instead. Never seemed to like to hear one if he could hear the other. That, I thought, in a man of known musical talent, was some proof. Proof indeed, said Emma, highly amused. Proof in the pudding. Yeah. Mr. Dixon's a very musical man, is he? See, he just wanted to sing. Yeah. Uh, he's like, look, I know music and you're shit. <laughs> it's painful. I mean, it's kind of I fair. love you very dearly, but my God. But she is amazing. Yeah. Like, the thing is, because this is all meant to be highly like, oh, and mm. I'm like, I get it. <laughs> she had a nice tone. It's yeah. Not, it's not that deep. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really not that deep. He just doesn't need to sit next to her. Yeah, maybe mm. he wasn't. I don't know. Mm. No, no, no. Pretty sucked two months ago. <laughs> um, proof indeed, said Emma, highly amused. Mr. Dixon is very musical, is he? We shall know more about them um, all in half an hour from you than Miss Fairfax would have vouchsafed in half a year. Yes, Mr. Dixon and Miss Campbell were the persons, and I thought it very strong proof. Certainly, very strong. Very strong pudding. It, very strong pudding. It was, to own the truth, a great deal stronger than if I had been Miss Campbell, would have been at it all agreeable to me. I could never excuse a man having more music than love, more um, more ear than I, more acute sensibility to fine sounds than to my feelings. How did Miss Campbell appear um, to like it? It was her particular friend, you know. Poor comfort, said Emma, laughing. One would rather have a stranger preferred than one's very particular friend. With a stranger, it might not reoccur again. But the misery of having a very particular friend always at hand to do everything better than one does herself. Poor Miss Dixon. Well, I am glad she is going to settle in Ireland. 
Poor Harriet. Yeah. That's exactly what Harriet's going through with you, Emma. Yeah. I just love the irony of that. Fuck like, you. like Emma, <laughs> you suck. Emma. I mean, it wasn't Emma's fault. But, but nah. Awkward. Nah, nah. So, bit awkward. Mr. Dixon may well be in love with Jane, but settled for her sister friend instead because she offered a better standing in life. Savage. Rude. 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 They're all rude, Katie. To be fair, maybe that was it, actually. Maybe he wasn't... He inherited a fair amount from the dowry, didn't he? Oh. So if sister friend hadn't had that... Yeah. Well, she'd have split it from birth. We wouldn't be in this situation. Do we get a dowry? No. If I don't get married, can I have my dowry? Marsh, there's no dowry. I want a dowry. <laughs> you know what the dowry is. You get mum and dad's loft. I am going to end up having to go through that fucking loft. Hey, I'll help. Yeah. Spiders and shit. Oh, yeah, you can do that. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Um, James do it. <laughs> so I had a date last night mm. and um, there was a fucking massive spider like running across the wall. Like, but oh, okay. So I got to the pub, went to the loo first and inside the light in the toilet, there was like this dead spider, but it looked like a Tim Burton spider. And I was like, I don't think that's a spider. It doesn't look fucking real. No! Um, and uh, when and we were sitting in the pub garden and he was like chatting, I was like, I'm really sorry, but there's a massive spider on the wall behind you running around. And he was like, oh, not really keen on spiders either. And he was like, maybe a little bit uncomfortable. And um, he was like, it's okay, it's over there. And, and um, But yeah, it was like massive. And they're like really wiry, like thick legs. I've never seen anything quite like it. And it was like a Tim Burton spider. It's really weird. Look, I hate spiders. <laughs> I saw a couple earlier this month and they were too big. It's not even September yet. Mm. I can't handle it. No, I can't handle it. I thought you were going to say there was a massive spider on your date and I was like, <laughs> that would give me the ick. Like, I got rid of it. Like, ah, no. no. I just see you as Spider-Man now. Like, just, someone felt like, I can't help the spider ran over my arm, but it touched you. And I mean, he did cursed. move a little spider for me. That's okay. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so, I mean, he has been in good. contact. No, but he was moving it for you, which makes yeah. it acceptable. Mm-hmm. Whereas I was just imagining that, you yeah. know, you were just talking to him and you were like, there's a mm. spider in your coat. And he was like, oh yeah, I live with them. Like, <laughs> get, why do you die? Why are you fucking Harry Potter from under the stairs? Like, unacceptable. Absolutely not. Anyway. Anyway. Speaking of things. Mm. Um, so Emma is getting, um, I've written, Ice and cozy by accident. <laughs> ice and cozy. Ice and cozy. To be fair, fucking heat wave. Ice and cozy. Ice that and is cozy. the vibe. That is the vibe. Um, with Frank Churchill until one day, Frank determines to get a haircut. Oh, fascinating. Oh my god. Emma's very good opinion of Frank Churchill was a little shaken the following day by hearing that he was gone off to London merely to have his hair cut. That's pretty flamboyant. Some freaks seemed to have seized him at breakfast, and he had sent for the, for a chase and set off, intending to return to dinner, but with no more important view than... <laughs> to return to dinner, but with no more hair. <laughs> <laughs> no more hair. But no more... Um, important view that appeared than having his hair cut there was certainly no harm in his traveling 16 miles twice over on such an errand but there was an air of foppery and nonsense in it which she could not approve there is an air of foppery yes his haircut gave emma the ick yeah <laughs> <laughs> pretty much fair, he's gone to london to have his hair done i'm fucking out if i if i met a guy and he was like Sorry, but I have like I have I, I must I must leave. I noticed a hair out of the first place and I must get it done by my hairdresser. I would be like Unless he was like, No, I it's like my family, it's like my dad or my yeah. mum who is the hairdresser, so I have to go to them, otherwise it'd be a bit awkward. Didn't Russell Crowe fly his hairdresser out from like Australia to Gladiator? God, I should have stayed at being a hairdresser. I shouldn't <laughs> I did not enjoy it. But wow. 
Also, you have to work quite hard to get that good. Yeah. I don't care that much. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> so, Why do you really fight for your career? Not that no, just, I, I can have a nap. Pay the bills, go mm. home. I don't want to think about it anymore. <laughs> just leave it, leave it there. Yeah. Like, do you want to work really hard? No. Things I do work really hard and get paid shit. Yeah. yeah. Again, government. Thank yeah, yeah. you. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks oh my that. god, so you know at the museum, um, I don't know if you do know this, but I, I can't remember if I mentioned it on here, guys, but there was some bullshit about me getting paid less than everyone else, and they were just like, that's them apples. Um, so. Um, and like my manager was like it's bullshit well definitely make sure you milk like the free drink from the cafe thing every day mm. they've stopped the free drink from the cafe thing and the lady that runs the cafe is like I actually don't get why because it like, doesn't cost anything but yet now you don't get a free drink from the cafe so they've put more teas and coffees in the um, uh, staff room but I swear this is someone's Christmas present they don't want it's ground coffee so it's like for cafetiers and stuff and they don't have anything like that in there it's not instant coffee I was like so it's completely useless. I'm tempted to take some home because I'm like, well, it's just going to fucking sit there, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I might as well just fucking have it then. Cunts. Like, it's, just like, like, it's just like, why are you being needlessly petty? Because they're horrible, horrible people. Yeah, and I don't know where the decisions come from because um, I, I I have like a different role during the holiday. Mm. So this was me talking to um, some of the cleaning staff and I was like, fucking cunts. And like, we know this place is ridiculous. But now I want to talk to some people on the education team. Like, where did that come from? Yeah. Like, who made that choice? Arseholes. It's just so unnecessary. And it's just like... Pay you shit. Can I have a drink? No. <laughs> I don't understand the mindset of being a dick to your workers. Because yeah. it's like, sorry, did you want me to stay? Because then they're like, everyone's leaving. No one wants to work anymore. It's like, no, no one wants to work for you anymore because you're the worst. Yeah, because you fucking suck. Yeah. It's like, get that through your thick head. Mm. Like, it's not the people. It's you, yeah. you're the cunt. You're the common denominator. Yeah. I did say that to a company once. <laughs> Uh, they didn't like it but um it was true it yeah. always is yeah mm-hmm. assholes yeah but and also it's getting into chilly season it's yeah. nice to have hot drinks i fucking know right anyway i have no idea how we got onto that but Apparently sorry now yeah anyway mm. yeah frank's haircut gave emma the ick oh yeah yeah i did yeah that's funny <laughs> um so Frank comes back with his sexy new haircut mm. um and time moves on with emma and frank getting on just spiffingly Mm-hmm. Um, it's agreed that there should be a gathering at some new money rich people's house um, mm. the Coles and Emma feels that this is quite beneath her as she is a snob but they all go um, including Jane Fairfax Miss Miss and Mrs Bates I don't know why I wrote it that way around <laughs> Mr Woodhouse Emma Harriet Frank Churchill Mr and Mrs Weston Mr Jeez. Knightley and of course the Coles cause I'm well, going to need to like do like a diagram of all these characters I know. it's a lot to keep up right. with right let's have a little recap because it's been a minute <clears throat> We know who Jane Fairfax is. Yeah. We've had a chat about her. Mrs. and Miss Bates are her aunt and grandmother. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mr. Woodhouse, who is our hedgehog, he mm-hmm, is Emma's mm-hmm. grandma, he is Emma's dad. Yeah. Emma. Harriet, who is Emma's friend, who is from, like, the work, like, the orphanage, basically. But mm-hmm. um, it's like, her mm-hmm. money keeps getting sent, but we don't know who her dad is. Yeah. So but Emma's like, she must be the, son, the daughter of somebody. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, Frank Churchill, who's the puppy, mm-hmm. um, with the sexy hair, but the ick. Yeah. Um, Mr. Ick. and Mrs. Weston. Mrs. Weston is Emma's friend and was her governess. Yes. Um, Mr. Mm-hmm. Weston is Frank's dad. Yeah. Mr. Knightley, who is Emma's sister's husband's mm. brother. Um, Jesus. So um, Emma's brother-in-law, essentially. Basically. Yeah. Um, and he's really good friends with the, the with Mr. Woodhouse, comes mm-hmm. over a lot of evenings to hang out with them. So he's, like, part of the family. Mm-hmm. Nicole's some new up-and-coming people who are not mentioned other than being the host of 
hosts of this, I swear. Oh, okay. So, so it's kind of unnecessary. It could have been to someone else's house that we yeah. know. Yeah. And another group of the Coles friends, just to make up numbers. Yeah. It's like she wrote it just so that, you know, when she when it was being filmed for, like, the TV drama, it didn't look quiet. It was a bit busy. She, she <laughs> put in some background. Yeah, yeah, she put in some background characters. Yeah. They, these guys never say anything. <laughs> They're just um, standing there. Actually, I think the Coles say one thing, but it's not very interesting. Um... <laughs> Frank spends most of the evening chatting to Emma, but at one point drifts off um, and Mrs. Weston comes to Emma to tell her about some suspicions she's been cooking up. So, as I've mentioned, boring Emma is um, a music prodigy and a mysterious someone. uh, Well, yeah, um, this was last last time we recorded, so this is good. I'm recapping it. Mm -hmm. Someone sent her for her very expensive piano forte. Oh! Um, A mystery someone. Mystery someone. No one knows who. It's a big Um, thing to send in a mystery. It is. Um, so Emma and Frank have been shrewdly suggesting together that perhaps. So I think it's quite rude to send someone a piano. Where fuck you gonna? I mean, it's lucky they've got this big is houses. Exactly the point. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> um, this one, I, that wasn't angry. At you it was angry at the person who sent it because that yeah. was kind of thing. She because this is why I sometimes feel for Jane because like you can see she's like I'm very grateful, but there's no room for it. So yeah, it's kind of in the middle of the house, and it's not even actually my house, and I'm not staying here that long. So. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and uh, everyone's like, "Oh, I've not." And everyone's also Jane is like the definition of an introvert, and yeah. now everyone keeps coming around like, "Play, play!" And she's like, oh, everyone leaves. Um, sometimes I really vibe Jane. Yeah, she's also a bit annoying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, anyway, so Emma and Frank have been shrewdly suggesting together that perhaps it was a gift from Mr. Dixon. Drama. No. I mean, it does look like that. I is, do. Yeah. I do. But Mrs. Weston has other ideas. Mm-hmm. Well, said Mrs. Weston, smiling, you give him credit for more simple, um, disinterested benevolence. So, um, this, this is the person that she thinks it is. Oh, yeah. In this instance, that, um, than I do. For while Miss Bates was speaking, a suspicion darted into my head, and I have never been, um, able to get it out again. The more I think of it, the more probable it appears. In short, I have made a match between Mr. Knightley and Jane Fairfax. See the consequence of keeping you company. What do you say to it? Mr. Knightley and Jane Fairfax, exclaims Emma. She's not happy. No, no. So Mrs. Weston thinks that maybe Mr. Knightley sent it because he's always very sweet and very nice Mm -hmm. to Jane. Um, And Emma is like, absolutely not. He's not allowed to get married. (laughs) (laughs) That's against the rules. That is against the rules. And she kind of backs up in her head because she's like, if he were to get married and have kids, they would inherit the the abbey where they live instead of her nephew because her... But that's not actually within your control, Emma, Bobby girl. I know. Um, Emma is our parents' dog, Tilly. Yeah. She's, I mean... Like, that interferes em- with my plans, no. Emma is Cher from Priceless. Yeah, Priceless. Clueless. <laughs> what was it called? <laughs> I only watched it once. Priceless. <laughs> that's Priceless. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if the boot <laughs> Sexy. <Nice. laughs> I'm <friend>. dying. <laughs> anyway, um, so could Mister Knightley have the hots for Jane Fairfax? How um he does talk very highly of her and encourages Emma to be her friends and visits the Bateses a lot with charity gifts like mm. apples. Pretty apples. <laughs> There is an entire section where they talk about the wholesomeness of the apples. Yeah, you think it's going to be like lavish gifts with like, love, yeah, these gifts. I mean, there were some apples. And it's literally like, I have some apples that 
there's too many for my stores. Here, have them. But then he also did use up all the... He did send them all his apples. So when I was living with my ex and his parents, the neighbours next door had a great big apple tree and they would always have a much bigger yield than they could do anything with. But they would only decide that they'd want to give them to us when they were literally like on the turn, like starting mm. to rot. And then they would come around with like 50 apples, like, here you go. I'm like, why have you done this now? And they're like literally like, like they're only good for like, yeah, Crumble. cooking. And like 50 of them like thanks and they're like and then because no one in that fucking house could cook they're like can you make a pie and like ah can you fuck off that's annoying yeah let's cook let to cook and also literally pity apples with a full-time job as well yeah piss off yeah with your pity apples with your pity apples pity your apples. pity 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 emma ain't having none of it um, yeah. Moving on, they all end up dancing, and of course, Emma and Frank dance together before they all turn in, and Frank says this. Mm. Perhaps it is as well, said Frank Churchill, as he attended Emma to her carriage. I must have asked Miss Fairfax, and her languid dancing would not have agreed with me after yours. Mm, <laughs> such uh, a so rude. Uh, they're fucking rude. That it is was... really. Sometimes I'm oh, sorry, guys, I'm having a bit of a slow burn today. I'm like, that is really rude. What's mean. Like, Fuck off with your, off with your foppy hair. Yeah, I look stupid. <laughs> um, anyway, a few days later, Harriet and Emma, uh, I've said Anne's Emma, mm. are, concern- are cornered in the shop by Miss Bates, who insists they must come over and hear Jane play her new piano. Yeah. And on route, piano they- forte. Piano forte. Mm. And on route, they find Frank Churchill and Mrs. Weston as well. Up in the Bates's living room, Mr. Knightley drops by outside. The, uh, outside, this is where the apples come in. Mm. Um, saying he's having some apples delivered to them, and um, and this exchange happens. Got some apples on the way. Um. <clears throat> I'm going to Kingston. Can I do anything for you? Oh, dear. So that's Mr. Woodhouse mm. and this is Miss Bates. Oh, dear. Kingston. Um, I, are you? Mrs. Cole was saying the other day she wanted something from Kingston. Mrs. Cole, her servants to send. Can I do anything for you? <laughs> no, no, I thank you, but do come in. Who do you think is here? Miss Woodhouse and Miss Smiths. So kind as, um, as to call to hear the new pianoforte. Do put up your horse at the crown and come in. Well, he said in a deliberating manner, for five minutes perhaps. And here is Mr. Um, Mrs. Weston and Mr. Frank Churchill too. Quite delightful. So many friends. No, not no. now. I thank you. I could not stay two minutes. I must go <laughs> on to Kingston as far as fast as I can. I must get away from this situation. <laughs> oh, do come in. They'll be so happy to hear to see you. No, no take the fucking no, in. your room is full. I will call another day and hear the pianoforte. Yeah. <laughs> I will call another day and hear the pianoforte. <laughs> oh, I just love that. Will you come in? Emma's here. Sure. And these people? Nah. nah. <laughs> <laughs> like, subtle. Right, I'm, I'm not down for that. I don't, no. I don't like Frank Churchill. <laughs> Gets my fucking tits. I'm off. He really does. Like, so many times Emma's like, why don't you like him? He's like, he's got girly handwriting. <laughs> He, his face annoys me. Really? Really? Really. <laughs> and I think he's foppish. He's foppish, to be yeah. fair. Uh, such. Mm. Um, could not be more subtle. Like he does not like Frank, but hey-ho. Um, so, yeah, they're planning to throw a ball in Jesus Christ. Mm. Um, so many pages are dedicated to the... Oh, shall we have a, ro- have a room to dance? Oh, what room? shall we serve for dinner? Oh, where on earth is big enough to host this ball? Oh, God. Oh, Darn, honestly, it's very long, so fucking long. Um, just host the fucking thing. Also, Emma, you live in a mansion! Literally, just open the front door and say, get in here, pals. Literally, anyway. 
Anyway, I have everything set and ready for the ball. It's not Emma's house. Mm. Um, after tens of pages of planning, mm. only for it to be cancelled because Frank's aunt has taken ill and he has to dash off. Mm. Right? <laughs> Sorry, not dash. Auntie's ill. Auntie's ill. But she keeps being like, I'm dying! Oh, God. Um, anyway, Frank pops in to say goodbye to Emma. Do you remember Dad kept saying he was dying? And then he got put in, like, an induced coma. So dramatic. Which <laughs> time? <laughs> he only got put in an induced coma once. Was that with the cancer? Yeah, that was with the cancer. Did you not get put in a coma when his heart went? Mm. This is what I mean. I was like, <laughs> I don't think so, but I think he was unconscious a lot. Which time? <laughs> Which time? That's what I mean. So dramatic. Always dying. Always get so close to death when you get a grip. Yeah, literally. Hold on to life, laddie. <laughs> Don't let go. Don't go towards the light. Excellent. Great. So, my, my father is to join me here and we shall walk back together. And I must be off immediately. I'm, I am almost afraid that every moment will bring him. Not five minutes to spare, even for your friend Miss Fairfax and Miss Bates. How unlucky. Miss Bates's powerful, argumentative mind might have strengthened you. Yes, I have called there, passing the door. I thought it better. It was the right thing to do. I went in for three minutes and was determined to buy it and was detained by uh, Miss Bates being absent. She was out and I felt it impossible not to wait till she came in. She is a woman that one may, that one must laugh at. But <laughs> oh, wait, <laughs> you just came in, guys. <laughs> I, I could not possibly leave without not seeing that fucking face. Um, but that mum would not wish to slight. It, it was better to pay my visit then. He hesitated, got up, walked to the window. In short, he said, perhaps, Miss Woodhouse, I think you can hardly be quite without suspicion. He looked at her as if wanting to read her thoughts. She hardly knew what to say. It seemed like the forerunner of something absolutely serious, which he did not wish. Um, moving on. Hmm. Oh, sorry, on. Um, forcing herself to speak, um, therefore, in the hope of putting it by, she calmly said, You were quite in the right. It was most natural to pay your mm. visit then. He was silent, and she believed he was looking at her, probably reflecting on what she had said, and trying on to understand the manner. She heard him sigh. It was natural for him to feel that he had caused sigh. He could not believe her to be encouraging him. A few awkward moments passed, and he sat down again, and in a more determined manner said, It was something to feel that all the rest of my time might be given to Hartfield. My regard for Hartfield is most warm. He stopped again, rose again, and seemed quite embarrassed. Ooh. He was more in love with her, um, with her than Emma had supposed, and who can say how it might have ended if her, his father had not made his appearance? Aww. Mr Woodhouse soon followed, and the necessity of exertion made him composed. Oh, which is oh. awkward. Oh, dear. Dear, 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 dear. <laughs> um, but yeah. What was Frank trying to tell Emma? Um, so he fancies um, her butt. He fancies her. Um, so yeah. Uh, well, you'll just have to wait and see if that's what he wanted to say. Uh, <laughs> so Frank leaves and life returns to normal. <laughs> oh, I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> Mrs. Elton was first seen at church, but thought devotion um might be interrupted. It might be interrupted. Curiosity could not be satisfied by a bride in a pew, and it must be left for the visitor for the visits in form, which were then to be paid to settle whether she was pretty indeed, or only rather pretty, or not pretty at all. Ooh. Because obviously that's the most important thing obviously, a woman obviously. ever bring. Yeah. As proper Edwardians, the Woodhouses invited the Eltons over to pay their respects to the new bride. Weird. Mm, weird. And Emma gets it. Weird. Yeah. 
and Emma gets to properly meet Mrs. Elton. Now, lads, strap it. Because now the book is basically just me roasting Mrs. Elton. Um, amazing. Okay. I want to know what she's like. When the visit was returned, so, um, returned, um, Emma made, um, made up her mind. Emma made up her mind. She could then see more and judge better. From Harriet's happening not to be at Hartfield and her father's being present to engage Mr. Elton, she had a quarter of an hour of the lady's conversation to herself and can composedly attend to her. And the quarter of an hour quite convinced her that Mrs. Elton was a vain woman, extremely well satisfied with herself and thinking much of her own importance, that she meant to shine and be very superior, but with with manners. (laughs) But with manners which had been formed in a bad school, pert and familiar, that her notions were drawn from one set of people and one style of living, that it was not foolish, she was ignorant, and Mm. that her society would certainly do Mr Elton no good. What's wrong with being pert and familiar? I take great pride in being pert and familiar. (laughs) I mean, some of the stuff Emma gets offended by you are like, okay, that's just because you're a snob. (laughs) But also... I cannot, can I stress yet? Mm. She's the fucking worst. <laughs> and I hate the bitch. The very first subject after being seated um, was Maple Grove. My brother, Mr. Suckling's seat. A comparison Mr. Suckling's seat? Mr. Suckling's seat. Okay, right. That's okay. also great. Yeah. <laughs> um, a comparison of Hartfield to Maple Grove. So her, she didn't, she's from like, again, middle class yeah and her sister married extremely well so all she can talk about is her brother-in-law's house but she refers to right. her brother mm-hmm. um which is maple grove mm-hmm. which really reminds me of um mr collins and his obsession with yes. Rosen's park yes yes yeah the grounds part field was small but neat and pretty and the house was modern and well built um mm. mrs elton seemed most favorably impressed by the size of the rooms the entrance and uh, that should uh, and the entrance and all that she could imagine very like Maple Grave indeed. <laughs> she was quick. Uh, she was quite struck by the likeness. That um, that room was the very shape and size of the morning room at Maple Grave. Hey, Maple Grave. favourite room. Hey. Mr. Elton was appeal was appealed to. Was not was not it astonishingly alike? She could really almost fancy herself at Maple Grove. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I, you know, if I were to close my eyes, I'd be right back at Maple Grove. She's I so love Maple Grove. <laughs> she gets what? This is this is this is barely scraping the iceberg of Mrs. Elton. Scraping hey, the hey. That's a few different sayings at once. Scraping the barrel and tip of the iceberg. This is barely scraping the iceberg. <laughs> She's barely scraping the iceberg. There's a lot of ice to get through. It, it does make sense. <laughs> I bet the Titanic wished it scraped the ice. That <laughs> <laughs> did. Exactly, uh, but just scraped the iceberg. Then my less ice to fuck it up. Yeah, yeah, right. Really died. Um, but also, I always feel like the scraping the barrel. It's like it's going for the bottom. Yeah, like, there's yeah. not much left. Yeah, There's a lot to get through here. So, yeah, tip of the iceberg. Yeah. I wanted. Yeah, but, but... Well, like we're scraping, we're scraping away the layers of Mrs. Elton and getting to know her. Always have layers. Yeah. <laughs> They're like onions. She um so yeah she has real Mr Collins energy which is perfect because she goes great with Mr Elton because he also reminds me of yeah, Mr yeah, Collins. Yeah. Um so Emma doesn't like her because she doesn't have the proper decorum and manners one should. For example, she called Mr Knightley Knightley 
despite only having just met him once, and apparently oh. that's just not cool. No. Um, she's also just one well, of she those... is pert and familiar. She's pert and familiar. She's also just one of those people who has to one-up you. You know the type... Oh, I fucking hate those. Uh, I have a cold, but I have flu! Yeah, it's not yeah. a fucking competition, you dick. Do you want a medal? Yeah. Like, oh, oh. Why do you have so much energy content? Yeah, gosh, very loud. Very loud. That we're very loud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and she's rude. She's really shocked that Mrs. Weston, the lady who raised Emma, should be a gentlewoman. Like, what are you trying to fucking say, bitch? Yeah, <laughs> bite me. <laughs> Literally, she's just she's she's grating. Mm-hmm. She is fully grated cheddar. She is. Well, yeah, be good. Um, mm. We cannot suppose, said Emma, smiling, that Mr. Elton would hesitate to assure you of there being a very musical society in Highbury, and I hope you will not find he has outstepped the truth more than may be pardoned in consideration of the motive. No, indeed, I have no doubts at all on that. I am delighted to find myself in such a circle. I hope we shall have many sweet little concerts together. I think, Miss Woodhouse, you and I must establish a musical club and have regular weekly meetings at your house or ours. Will it not be a good plan if we exert ourselves? I think we shall not be long in want of allies. Something of that nature would be particularly desirable for me as an inducement to me. keep me in practice. For married women, you know, there is a sad story against them in general. They are not. Um, they are but too apt to give up music. Ooh. Okay. It's like, can't give up music if you're married, lads. No, you you have to give up music if you're married. But yeah, she wants to do a club. Well, yeah, the thing she's yeah. she's saying she's got to keep it going. But yeah. married women, they so often just let their hobbies slide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a husband, and you're like yeah. so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned I'm married. Don't mention I'm married. Anyway, yeah. Emma hates her. Uh, surprise, surprise. Yeah. Hedgehog Woodhouse is very sweet on the matter. Oh. Well, my dear, he deliberately began. Considering we never saw her before, she seems a very pretty sort of young lady, oh. and I dare say she was very much pleased with you. She speaks a little too quick. Hmm. little quickness of the voices um, there is which rather hurts the ear <laughs> but I believe I am nice I do not like strange voices and Aww. nobody um, speaks like you and poor Miss Taylor Aww. so he always refers to Miss, Mrs Weston as poor Miss Taylor <laughs> poor Miss Taylor name. Yeah. She's like, he, she left us poor Miss Taylor and she's like oh, she did leave to get married and live her own life poor Miss Taylor poor Miss Taylor what a terrible thing to do yeah she means it in yeah, hedgehog. she's not safe with the hedgehogs anymore. Yeah. Well, she seems a very pretty sort of woman. Speaks a little fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little quick, of course. But no one speaks like you, Emma. Yeah, I'm sure I just find some voices strange. I'm sure it's very nice. Yeah, it's like... Mm. So cute. <laughs> Your little snuffly nose. I, I Let's give him, him a blanket. Oh, he would like a blanket. Mm-hmm. There, there's a version of Emma, the old version, where he's played by uh, Michael Gambon, who's like... Second Dumbledore. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> it's cute. Anyway, it's not long though until Mrs. Elton falls even lower in Emma's good books. Not that she ever was in them, but you know. <laughs> I've been like holding my legs up to keep the laptop at a steady point, and yeah. it's like making my legs really shaky. Ew. Yeah, we need dinner, guys. It's like half eight. No. Wrap up. Yeah. In one respect, Mrs. Elton grew even worse than she had appeared at first. Her feelings altered towards Emma. Offended probably by the little by the little encouragement which um, her proposals of intimacy met with, she drew back into in her turn and gradually became much more cold and distant. Oh. And though the effect was agreeable, the yeah. ill the ill will which produced it was um, necessarily increasing Emma's dislike. Her manners too and Mr. Elton's were unpleasant towards Harriet. <gasps> they were sneering and negligent. No means. So mean. Like Harriet sorry, has done nothing wrong. I was going to say she's literally done nothing. All it was she- just. 
All she did was fancy your husband before you were even on the scene. Yeah. And then he found out that that's what Emma thought yeah. that it was vibing he was like I literally wouldn't even care if she was dead yeah savage and then she's just been like faded away into the background yeah. and there comes to her unacceptable it's so mean yeah that no piss me off no they're dicks such dicks like such dicks. Harriet bullet dodge babs bullet, bullet fucking dodged. dodged yeah such a cunt yeah. pricks absolute pricks mm-hmm. so anyway as Emma um, slighted Mrs. Elton by not being her enthusiastic friend, yeah. Mrs. Elton has descended on poor Jane Fairfax. Oh, Jane. And this Hide in your piano, just open it and get inside. Honestly. Um, I, shall have, uh, I shall have her very often indeed while they are with me. She's talking about um, having her, bro- her sister to stay. Oh. And I dare say we shall sometimes find a seat for her in the Barouche Landau, which is a posh carriage. At Maplesit. Yeah. <laughs> in um, some of our exploring parties. Poor Jane Fairfax, thought Emma. <clears throat> you have not deserved this. You may have done wrong with regard to Mr. Dixon, but this is a punishment beyond what you can have mer- which, what you can have merited. The kindness and protection of Mrs. Elton. Jane Fairfax and Jane Fairfax. Heavens! Let me not suppose that she dares go about uh, go about Emma Woodhousing me. Mm. But upon my honour, there seems no limit to the lystaciousness li- of, of that woman's tongue. Ooh! not sure what lystaceous means. Well, I probably didn't say it right. I no. got scared. I saw a long word. <laughs> do you do that, though, when you, like, read a book and then it comes to actually pronouncing the character's mm. name out loud and you're like... And they met in Very, very nice. So, yeah, even Emma's like, I would not wish that woman on my darkest enemy. She is annoying. God, guys. Um. Okay, hang on, wait. Wait. I think we're going to leave it there today. The next chapter's a big one, and I think we oh, okay. deserves a full episode and not getting cut off. But uh, get ready for Mrs. Elton, everyone. Strap in. Yeah. She's a lot. She makes me very angry. <laughs> <laughs> going to see more of her true colours next oh, week. Oh, she's so annoying. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening, guys. As always, thank you for all your support. Sorry it was a longer break than uh, we anticipated. But, yeah, thank you for hanging in there. Yeah. And we will be back next week to um, bash Mrs. Elton. Oh, she's to... bashing us. She's fucking... <laughs> <laughs> anyway. It's a hate crime. That's yeah. what a hate crime is. Well, I hated it. Well, I hated it. <laughs> uh, take care, and we will see you next... Oh, if you like what you've heard or you know what to do do the well, socials you can go join us on the socials if uh the cost of living hasn't affected you <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Uh, you can always join us over on patreon also like we have got some live shows coming up we, we shall some post some details of them soon on our social so make sure you're following but we've got uh the dr squeeze show he's doing his 24-hour show for charity and we have got a set coming up at Nannies. Um, with Ankama. Yeah. And uh, that one's on the 13th of September. Dr. Squee is on the 11th of September. But we shall post details coming up very, very soon. Do you keep an eye on our Instagram? Yeah. And uh, I think that's about it, lads. Right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. For fuck's sake. Bye.